It's Black Hoodie Rap. Episode 10. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I've been using that shit a lot, a lot lately, especially because yeah, of you. Steal my fucking Yo, it's fan, it's fantastic. It's my catchphrase. It's perfect. And you're trying to steal my catchphrase. But it's perfect though. If anything, you should feel like what's that word they use? Uh, flattered. There you go. That's the one. <laughs> I, I I would be yeah. considered flattered until you know this used to happen to me all the time in high school. Uh oh. Where I would say something all through actually all through my schooling career. I told niggas this about myself too, by the way. I would say a lot of different things, and it would just people would start using it and all everybody over, right? would catch on, and then they would look at me like yo. And then, and all of a sudden, everybody else starts saying, it. and then I would say it, and they're like, "You can't say that. You like, you're not cool." Well, Nigga, it's my take it idea. From like, yeah, like you know, like the other people that don't know, they'd be like, "Oh, right. you're saying it for like, what you mean?" I get it. I thought of this whole thing. I guess collectively, you and I are responsible for all of the slang that was used in Uniondale from 2002 to 2010. I will not say the whole, because <laughs> there's a bunch of different things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was okay, said yeah. that I'm I not taking not credit for everything. Right, right, right. Approve of. I get it. I used to say type a lot. I said a lot. I, I used to say type a whole lot way before anybody else was saying it. And all of a sudden. A lot of shit that I said that it's not PC anymore, so I can't say it now, but. I do. You know. And. <laughs> don't say it, bro. Uh, I'm not. We're going to we're gonna have to start time. the episode over. We're gonna have to cut this whole thing no, and no, start the whole episode no, over, bro. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Because we all understand. I'm okay. Okay, I cannot speak for everybody, but I can assure you that any archaic slang that I use <laughs> is not what the actual words mean. What is so funny? Nothing, man. I just want to know. Because, all right, because I said, okay. <laughs> let, me go, let me clarify. I said last time, uh, I said that it was retarded, right? Which is the R, the R word considered now. And everybody oh, gets bashed about it. Everybody gets mad about it, upset about Nick it. They tried to cancel Cole off that shit, bro. I know. Which is crazy. You can't cancel Cole, man. Uh, yeah, but I'm not J. Cole. I feel you. I'm not, but so I understand what everybody. But you know what's crazy? Nobody gets mad about imbecile, moron, you know, idiot, which were actually old, archaic, you know, ways of, you know, classifying people with this lower level cognitive. What was it? It would be a, it would be a cognitive. Uh, it's just a lower level gap. of intelligence. That's all it is. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Go. Okay, a lower level of intelligence. Right. I was gonna say. Oh. Cognitive dis- deficiency. Okay, that's what I was saying. Beautiful. That would be the best way for me to say it. Right. But yeah, that's what. Uh, but that's besides the point. Wonderful. Wonderful. I. I so all right. So what ended up happening was it was this. All right. So. <laughs> uh, I forgot what we were doing. I think we were. Uh, I don't. I don't remember exactly. But we we were and we were about to do something, and. Um, Oh, no. Oh, that's what it was. All right, so this let me give you a little backdrop here. So what ended up happening was this. We had made a bet. I believe it was last year. Well, no, two years ago, actually. Come to think of it, it was like two years ago. 2019, we made this bet. Uh, By the way, Kenny owes me a bottle of Duce. <laughs> I 
ass oatmeal bottle deuce for the past year and a half. It's, it hasn't been a year, bro. Yes, it has. This happened in 2019. It's not been a year, bro. This happened in 2019. <clears throat> 2020, B. No. Promise. Whatever. You say so. So, I forget. Every, so, every time Kitten comes to the house so we could do this podcast. Right. He always finds a way to uh-huh. forget the bottle. Right. Mind, do you even have the bottle anymore? Anymore? Or no, it's still yeah, it's back now. We oh, got it okay, back. Okay. We got the so, bottle back now. So, I, I do not have it in my possession. Just let you know. No. Still do not have it in my possession. No. A year later. Yeah. So, I think I asked him one time. So, every time I would always ask him, you right. know, you know, where's the bottle? Where's the bottle? Where's the bottle? <laughs> so, then one time where I was extremely stressed out, probably I already had a bad day. I think I had just gotten... No, okay, hold on, pause. Because there was a reason why you didn't get the bottle for the no, first seat. Okay. That, and that's your mom's fault. No. Because she told me. I know. She told me. Okay, let's keep it hot. Okay. She told me, she's like, yo, you know, gotta lay off the deuce a little bit. Y'all drink it a lot. Completely understandable. Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna hold this down because, you know, eventually we're gonna have to sign ourselves up for an AA meeting. That's how much say we was drinking at the time. This is not true. That is true. <laughs> Bro, you had <laughs> You had thirty five empty fifths in the okay, basement. Yeah, thirty five over the course of three years. <laughs> it was two okay, two years. Anyway, two all years. I'm saying is that it's not entirely my fault why it wasn't brung over here. For the first half of why it wasn't brought over here. Of course, yeah. No, I, that was understandable. Okay, I just wanted to put that out there. I spoke to my mom about that. I just wanted to put that. I just wanted to put that out there. But go ahead, continue. So, I was having a bad day. A really, a really, really bad day. <laughs> a really bad day. And I was like, <laughs> I called him up. I was like, yo, you got to bring the deuce all of a sudden because we got to talk about this and whatever, whatever. Right? So, all right, so boom. Kenny pulled up to the crib. I'm like, yo, what's the deuce say? He's like, oh, shit, bro, I forgot. Yeah. And with the Kermit face I had on, <laughs> I proceed to say, wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> yo, but it's so perfect because it's like you can use that shit in any situation, bro. Like, oh, of course. Like, it don't have to be sarcastic. It don't have to be assholeish. It can actually be a situation where... Yo, that's the right word, but it's just so perfect. Like, wonderful. <laughs> there has to be, just just so that we're, you know we're clear. It's also something that I, I've always I've always said that I've always said wonderful, or, or I have sorry, or I have also used a lot of adjectives oh, man. that were or or what would be a better. Word not not adjectives but um oh yeah not it would be adjectives yeah. but mm-hmm. would would grand would be grandiose adju- adjectives yeah you could do that mm-hmm. so another or okay or hyper adjectives where right. something when something bad would happen I would say like you know splendid right you know or wonderful <laughs> in this case or something or magnificent Yo, anything but they, got, they gotta know you to understand but you why have it's to, so funny but though. you have to understand that when you're saying these things you, it has to be. With a straight face. Straight face has to be a straight face. Possibly even the Kermit. You know, you purse your lips. With, you know, the Kermit face. A little tiny bit of a smirk. Yeah, with a small smirk. Right. And obviously, it also happens when things are not going your way, which leads us into the first topic, which would be Murphy's law. Explain that. And Murphy's law is basically 
the idea of if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. And it, it tends to happen when things are already snowballing. You know, it's never it's never been like you know. It's not some out the blue shit. Like. Yeah, it's never out of the blue. It's usually <clears throat> right. like first one thing happens, you're like, oh okay, cool. Then the next thing happens, and it's like, all right, whatever. It's, and then perfect. But they say all the time, and you, I, I see it every single day. Like, you, oh, I saw the meme. You saw the meme with a dude. I think his girl was coming home, and she like turns the bottom lock, and he locks the bottom. He he he, um, he locks the top yeah, lock. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she uh, she tries to open the door, and he's yeah. uh, so it's constantly happening. Right. So she, you know, she turns the lock on the bottom mm-hmm. to unlock it. He locks the top lock. Right. She takes the key out the bottom, puts it in the top. He locks the bottom lock. She opens the top lock. Right. Tries to open the door. It's locked again. Mm-hmm. So, and people will say, well, that's like literally the, the, the straw that could be, to break the camel's back. Mm-hmm. And Murphy's Law kind of works out in that way, where it's like, all right, you wake up in the morning, you stub your toe. Wow. Then you stop, all right, you tell me to, all right, cool, I'm going to brush my teeth. Now you're going to brush your teeth in the morning. You just so happen to forget to wash your mouth out, right? And then you drink some orange juice for breakfast. Now you got this nasty taste of toothpaste and orange juice in your mouth. Then you're on your way to work. Then you're on your way you get to work. Get into a car accident. And then there is a car accident. There is a car accident, you, right. you So you're an hour work. late. Okay, so you're an hour late to work. <laughs> but then you get to work because you're an hour late. Now your boss is trying to dock you for time while they try and fire you. Mm-hmm. And then, after you have a long, stressful day at work, right before you put the key in your lock, you drop the keys. Right. Or the key breaks off in the lock. I, Better. I, I, I say drop. See, then you working for the, for the devil. I'm just saying. That's, that's just, how it should be happening. <laughs> that's, that's Murphy's that, law, bro. That, that, nah, it is. You're right. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. That's, that's what... And we've had a couple of situations like that. And... In my case, it was this whole car situation right. that I had, and basically, it was one of those things where I kind of, I kind of ignored the first sign, but then I didn't think it was as bad as it could be. Right. And and I'm saying this as far, and I'm gonna say my car because my current car is not in in commission right now. It's out of commission. I was about to go to Maryland. And normally I'd usually, you know, I go to Maryland. This is my, my my happy place. I go see my family. I go chop it up. You know, drink, play pool. Either go into the pool, depending on how, you know, how the weather is. And so I'm about to go. Let's just say it's last. What, what, what day are we in? This is the 27th, right? Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to leave on the, I want to say the 18th, basically. Last week. Yeah, Martin Luther King weekend. I was supposed to leave. So it was that's the, the 15th. That Thursday, I got in my car to go to work. And for some odd reason, mad lights just popped up. Now, mind you, earlier that day, I just got off the phone with Valvoline because I was about to go get my car you know, car serviced. Get the, get the fluids checked out, oil changed, and we're on the road. So like, all right, cool. I'm about to pull up in the morning. No problem. Because I got paid that Friday. Thursday, turn the car on. Bing, 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 bing. I'm like, well, wait, what is all this? Stability track, power steering, ABS. Like, I had a. I'm like, well, what, what is all this? You probably wasn't supposed to go to Maryland, bro. Oh, cl- clearly. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, hold on. So now I'm sitting there trying to drive my car, which is now like driving a boat. 
Mm-hmm. And I have a twenty. I have a twenty fourteen Impala. Try turning the wheel on that thing. It's like it's like I feel like Captain Ahab. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, whatever. Let me go take this to the to the dealership or whatever. I waited for a whole three days because you know Martin Luther King Day holiday. Stores are closed. Mechanics closed. Pull to the dealership and they say. You know, we'll give you a couple of days. So I'm at this point, I already checked out. I'm not going to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Get a call back Wednesday. All right, so your car has a broken sensor, like wheel sensor. The stability track is messed up. The, the anti-lock brake system is messed up. And your car is due for maintenance. Wonderful. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is this is just this is just great, fantastic. <laughs> Right. And so he says, well, the maintenance is $700. Hmm. I said, okay, okay, well, I figured that much because that I had I was already up to date with all my other maintenance stuff. So I was like, all right, I, I guess that makes sense. I usually hold off on the maintenance a little bit until I, you know, I got the bread. Right. $700 plus the $500 to fix everything that was wrong with the car to begin with. Now we had 12. That's 12. And that is labor. Right. Don't want like another three. And the labor now, so he's like, well, after all of this stuff, total will come out to about $1,500 plus tax. Wonderful. Magnificent. <laughs> Splendid. Yo, it's best used in scenarios where it's not shit you could do to change the current scenario. Not at all. That's that. I can relate to that shit too. Kind of when you just throw your hands up. Yeah, with some other shit, like with the tooth shit. Who knew? I guess this. I guess this is shit that people know, but like who knew that you literally have to have the dental insurance for like two years before it covers major shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I figure, all right, six months, you know, they'll start covering stuff, you know? Like partially. Yeah, nah, I can get my teeth whitened, that's it. Under partially. my insurance. Partially. That's it, partially. Partially. And they only covering 25%. So they cover basically the, the tooth, the, the top four teeth. Right. To get... <laughs> that's the same situation. Like, I couldn't sleep that night, you know, the, the pain was excruciating or whatever. Next morning, I'm like, yeah, nah, I kind of don't want to have a brain aneurysm from a toothache, so I'm going to go to a dentist. Is that even possible? Yeah, it happens a lot. So I go Seriously? to the dentist. Yeah, it does. That's the only reason why I, why I went that day. That's ridiculous. <clears throat> so I go to the dentist, and um, they're like, you know, yeah, we don't we, we take people that don't have dental insurance or that whose dental insurance doesn't cover shit, shit like that. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. How much is it going to be? And they're like, okay, well, after looking at your tooth, you obviously need a root canal. You know what I'm saying? Okay, fine. That's cool. How much is the root canal? The root canal is $1,100. All right, cool, whatever. There's nothing I could do about that. Fine. Wonderful. Wonderful. Turns out, when you don't have the insurance, you also have to pay out-of-pocket for the cap. And you can't oh, pay... actual cap. Yeah, you can't pay in parts. So, the cap is $800 for the cap. So... <laughs> <laughs> This one fucking tooth. With no cap, no cap. This facts. This one tooth is two thousand dollars for me to not be in pain. Wonderful. Yeah, they got they have to do a lot. They have to deaden the nerve. And yeah, but but who the fuck expects it to be two thousand dollars? Well, that's why like, <laughs> that's a lot of bread. That's man, why like, dentists. Uh, that's why dentists like the way they're doing. No, like, that's yo, why I should have went to dental school, nigga. That's all that means. I had five 
wisdom teeth removed. Yes. That's ridiculous. Five. And that's extra, the fucked up part. I had an extra wisdom tooth. The extraction's only $300. If I would have just got the tooth taken out, it's only $300. But he's like, you know, he's, he's sweet talk niggas while you, while you in there. Like, <laughs> he got serenaded. Yeah, he give me the, the Novocaine and then he starts sweet talking. He's like, yo, like, you're too young to have your tooth removed and have a bridge and all this other shit. So just, you know, take my advice, get the root canal. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. You know? You know? Like, but... Fam, like whispered sweet nothings. Yo, it's <laughs> the situation. Well, look, man. That's all right. Be. Well, when it comes to Murphy's Law, if that's the case, do you think it is possible to change it, it or depends. at least um, it depends? I say, or I should say, sway it in your favor. Well, you, I feel like a part of learning how to maneuver through life is learning how to sway through the fucking ups and downs. Cause like some shit is inevitable. Like for example, what the fuck? Was, like your car, that shit was bound to happen. It was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The tooth shit was gonna happen. Eventually, a cavity is gonna turn into something that has to get. You know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when shit happens like that, of course, this shit you could do to lighten the load a little bit. But avoiding stuff, I don't think there's certain things you can avoid. I think some shit is just bound to happen, bro. You know? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, cause it, well, if you. Because we spoke about this before You don't want to Keep avoiding something Sooner or later You're going to avoid it so much That you're going to End up running into it anyway And yeah, by the time thing. By the time you get to it Either you're going to be too tired Right So the task is going to seem Way harder than it is Or by the time you get back to it It's going to be bigger Than what it was When you, when you got there I think um, An important part <clears throat> Of what we're talking about now Like Maybe not in our Well not in your situation But You could do a little more Paying attention to red flags. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a lot of situations where people can't avoid things, we look at red flags and we be thinking they're the flags from like the Six Flags commercial or some shit. No, they're actual red flags. Like, this is a problem. This is something you need to give a little bit of attention to. And I think if people do give attention to the red flags, then, you know, you might see a little less of that happening, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I could say that, like, my mom points it out all the time, like, yo, I told you this, I told you that, I told you that. And I'd be like, ah, right, you did kind of say that, but, you know, <laughs> I wasn't really fucking concerned at that time like that, about that. So maybe if you pay more attention to certain things, then I guess you could kind of avoid certain realities, uh, you know? I mean, yeah, well, yeah, obviously, <clears throat> what, what, what's the old saying is when you uh, failing to prepare is preparing to fail, right? Yeah. So basically, if yeah, if you do pay attention to what's going on, you don't you don't you don't ever have to if you stay ready you never have to get ready right so you'll always be in in tune with what it is that needs to happen or you'll right. be okay where where even if you were to get hit you know if you were, if you get snuck or su- or sucker punched you're able to recover right rather than you know you sitting here stumbling looking for your glasses blindsided yeah cuz you got snuffed by the dude with in the, in the all black low air forces, <laughs> right? You know, you you gotta be you be on your toes next time, right? And I, I don't know when it comes to when it comes to Murphy's law, and by the way, he was old. He's a very old. He was he was very old. He was born in nineteen eighteen and he died in nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. So he's a very old gentleman. But I was reading up on it and I was just like, yo, this is what would. What would be a way to make the best out of these situations? Mindset. Mindset. Mindset and mentality. That shit that, that you'll be doing, wonderful, is a big part of it. Positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. But, like, 
you know, and it's sarcastic, but I feel like positive affirmations and mindset can really change a fucking situation. Oh, no. I a lot. That, I do that purposely. And, the, and it might be the only thing that can change the situation. But bro. that's why I do it. I don't okay. necessarily, I mean, you know, obviously it starts off as a joke, but then I realize yeah. that obviously when you're doing things like this and constantly speaking the positivity into a negative situation, you can yeah. turn the negative into a positive. That's a fact. And in the process of doing that, you create more avenues for the next opportunity. Right. You open up more doors. The right. keys lay on the floor. So verbal affirmation. One key, one key leads to another key. Oh, Jesus. Here we go with this shit. <laughs> nah, but in hindsight, it's facts, though. <laughs> of course. It's facts. I, I guess that would be my answer. It's just like verbal affirmations, you know? Because the way you think really affects everything around you, you know? Well, then again, I don't know. Because if... if <laughs> nah, but think I'll, about I'll, it. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm thinking from this perspective. I don't think. Oh, with say, the car shit. I don't think saying "wonderful" would have helped Tanya Harding out. Okay. At all. Obviously not. <laughs> but think about it like this: but, like, you you put two people in the same fucked up situation, right? One person comes out of it. One person stays stuck in it, and it continues to affect them for a long time. I'm pretty sure you busted down the person who came out of it. Probably adopted a different mentality from the person who did not come out of it. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's also yeah. So that's the case that uh, they say about the drunken father. Okay. The drunken father has two has has two sons. One son grows up to be does not drink alcohol at all. Mm-hmm. The other son is as an alcoholic. Right. Both of them say, you know, why are you an alcoholic? Alcoholic answers, my father. Mm-hmm. I saw my father. Mm-hmm. Ask the other guy, the clean one. Why are you not? Why are you not alcoholic? I saw my father. And there we go. So it's all about your your mentality, how you pick it up, how you decide whether or not you're going to follow the negative path or you're going to follow the positive path. Right. And that, yeah, mentality ultimately is the ruler of all of that. So the next part of that is how does it change you? But I feel like that's the same thing because if a person changes their mentality, they change everything about themselves. Essentially. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. To an extent, because if you... Because <laughs> you don't want to... Or at least you come out of it you come out of it with a better mindset than you would have from before it happened or before... Or, or as being in it. You know what I'm saying? Because now that's a piece of you mentally that you might not have had before that situation. You know, like sometimes it takes some fucked up situations for niggas to learn some things. You don't know I can know. attest to that myself. Like <laughs> Yes, you, you. sometimes you have to become a... Um, a learner of experience. Uh-huh. Learning through experience rather than example. Facts. It's never, it's not always a good thing. No. It's not always a good thing. We, we know that. We, everybody knows that's not always a good thing. Yeah. But when you try to, how it shapes you, it also depends on how often and how, how early and how often you change your mentality. Yeah, that's Because right. if you don't, let's just say you change it and you only focus on these situations, you only change the mentality for these kind of negative situations mm-hmm. rather than rather rather than being in the the business of repairing this should be you should be more in the business of prevention right so that way you don't even though you are like i know there's some people Ooh, that's pretty good like me i'm i'm pretty good at picking up the pieces i'm no, pretty right, say that one more time that's pretty good <laughs> i said you want to be in the business some people are already in the business of repairing when you should be in the business of, pre- of prevention. That's fire. 
you don't want to be put in a situation to where you're always and you're constantly fixing things. This also comes into play with relationships. I'm about to tweet that. And <laughs> and it comes in a way, oh, you made me forget about it again, by the I way. fucked you up. I'm sorry. No, you didn't fuck me up. I totally forgot about the, the, the damn phone number again. Oh, shit. So... <laughs> Next episode, uh, we go, we gonna get this shit right this time. <laughs> so we, we gonna get y'all to call in, but um, but yeah, basically that's that's what it would be. If you, you, I'm, I like I said about myself, I'm pretty good at repairing things, right? Like if shit goes bad, I could pretty much uh, improvise, like you know, like a broken play in football. If you know, I, I can kind of pick up the pieces as I go, rather than being the one that you know stopped it from happening to begin with. I kind of like let it happen, and then I, f- you know, fix it from where, however it may fall. Right. And that's not always a good thing. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, it's it's good to be able to improvise and and go with the flow. But if you don't have to make your life difficult, don't make your life difficult. Right. Don't just do it for the sake of doing it. You know, if anything, yeah, it's cool to have a challenge here and there. But don't you don't don't no. Right. Don't put yourself through that stress for no reason. It's better off if you put yourself through the stress of prevention than, <laughs> than re- you know, repairing. Right. Because if you sit here, focus, if you focus so much on prevention, some people feel that, if you, sorry, some people feel that if you focus too much on prevention, that you will not be well versed in repairing. Which is not, which is not always, this is not the case. Right. You could equally be, you could be good at both with no problem. Zero. Right. But it takes effort. Mm-hmm. Just like how you said with the mentality. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to be able to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Application is important, too. You got to know when it's time to repair or when it's time to prevent. Right. That's important, too. Because you could definitely mix some shits up. But that, take, that also comes with time. And experience. And, and experience. Right. Or example. Whatever or example. You, you know, whatever... However you look at life from that point on. Right. Yo, at the end of the day, shit is going to go wrong. You know, it don't matter what type of life you live. It don't matter who you're around, what you do for a living. Shit's going to go wrong. Nobody has a perfect day every single fucking day. It wouldn't work out that way. You know, so and shit going wrong, it's really just about, like we said, learning how to maneuver through the shit. And the better you become at maneuvering through things, probably the better life you have or the better experience of life you have. You know, if if shit's always going wrong in your life and you just always see the negative shit, probably chances are you're not a, a happy person to be around. You're probably depressed. You're probably fucking miserable. Um, oh, probably unhappy. No, I'm just keeping it hot. Like no, these, know, these I, are the people. Like yeah, but I have I have a lot of moments like that. I'm not nah, shitty. but you're not. You're not. You're not. It's it's not that <laughs> you're not cool to be around. You know what I'm saying? Listen, sometimes. All right? Sometimes the energy is difficult. Of course. All right? Which is why I maneuver myself away from people most of the time. But what I'm saying is, you know, it's about figuring out how to just maneuver through that shit in general because you probably just have a better experience. Also, you know, the more you stay in that vibration, you will attract more of that vibration. Yeah, I learned that. That's real. Mm Mm-hmm. That's if you a fact. Stay, if you stay it's like manifesting almost. Yes. Yeah. If, you, if you stay at a low vibrating <clears throat> frequency, and you will attract a lot of low vibrating problems. Right. Or frequencies. Right. You know, it's hard. So when you raise your level of energy, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, you 
somebody will come along and match that energy. Which right. is why it's people. That's why people could feel the vibe. If everybody's vibrating at a, or if everybody's flowing at one accord, mm-hmm. and somebody comes in extremely loud. Let's just say if everybody's at a low dull, you know, and somebody comes in blowing a trumpet, mm-hmm. then everybody that's at a low dull is now somebody out of whack. Some people are gonna try to match that energy. Some people are gonna try to go lower than that energy. Mm-hmm. Some people are gonna try to maintain the same energy that they were doing before the person came in. It throws everything out of whack. Which is also why, <clears throat> and this is veering off a little bit, but this is Not this really. is no no no. What I'm about to say is oh okay. Oh, my God. This is also why, based off what you said, you shouldn't never try to match somebody's energy. I hate seeing that shit. I hate people saying that. It's like, yo, like, keeping that same energy, why? You know what I'm saying? If you feel like somebody did some wrong shit or you feel like somebody is, is moving how, how you wouldn't move and it's lower than what you're moving at, why the fuck would you lower your energy to their level to keep the same energy for a while to prove a point, to be petty? It doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to get yours whether you go down or up. But it's a much better chance that you get yours if you continue to vibrate at a higher frequency than going down to a lower one, you know? Which is why when people say they keep an energy, I only see it as being vindictive. Oh, it is. And it could be wrong on my end, but that's how I see it, you know? And that's for anything. That's for relationships, friendships, like anything at all. Keeping energy does not make sense to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, in the sense of, of it, the base of what people mean when they say keeping energy, but shit being fair across the board... I understand that. But, like, don't become an asshole because someone was an asshole to you. It doesn't make any sense. True. You know? Like, don't be a piece of shit because you feel like somebody is a piece of shit. But I do feel like... Treat people how how they treat you. Okay, I guess. But, like... No, no, no. It depends. Because you you can't be out here treating somebody like a queen when they treating you like a pawn. True. I get that. Part. It de- it depends on the circumstances. Right, but I'm saying it. But if you started treating that person like a pawn, you were more. Con- you could also be compromising your own. All right. So let me ask you a question then. Say for instance, me and you friends, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. in, in a in a different world, we're friends. I guess like that's not the case now. But <laughs> say for instance, we friends, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you treat me well, but I treat you like shit. Right. You're gonna continue to treat me well. No. Exactly. But I'm not going to treat you like shit. You see the difference? I do see the difference. I like that. <laughs> like, uh, but I, like I will that. not treat you like shit. Because right. some people feel that it's necessary to... For... I don't have a problem with Queen Nigel and this whole medicine shit. <laughs> I, I don't. But at the same time, it doesn't... <sighs> Nah, get your shit I don't. Up, I don't want you to. I don't, I don't want people to feel that like that. I'm not saying that it's 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 not okay to pull a you on you, right? And 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 under no circumstances should that be a thing. I think it's a little immature. It, it is, but because, but people, you you can't. You have to speak at a higher vibration than other people. Right. You have to act as if you're not like. Example: If you treated me like shit, I'm not gonna treat you like shit. I'm not. I'm probably treat you a little bit differently. And then it's gonna to get to the point where you'll 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 get it. Well, what now, I'm not saying I'm gonna wait for you to get it. But what about the people who feel like the only way to communicate properly to you how you treat them is by treating you how they treat you? 
What about that? Because well, there's a lot of people that feel that way. That's and there's a lot of reasons why people say they keep the same energy because they want to show niggas or women that this is how they're being treated and it's not okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but the, we... All right. No, I'm just, no, I'm just presenting no, different scenarios. No, I know. There are other ways to handle situations. We all know that we can talk about it. Which doesn't well, usually first work way, you know, first way, The first way is always talking about it. Okay. Hey, yo, you treat me like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, change it. Mm-hmm. Two would be the passive way, which is kind of like, all right, well, you treat me like shit. Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to not really care too much about it. I treat you somewhat the same way, mm-hmm. but, you know... Eventually it'll. Eventually you'll come along. Mm-hmm. You know I'm gonna continue treating you the same way, but eventually you'll you know you'll see it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the third way is the basically the the sneaky way, the snake way, or the the, the way that's like you'll take jabs at a person mm-hmm. every every chance you get. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're treating you like this. Okay, let me just not say something about this. Oh, let me let me comment this on under this status. Let me, I think let me, I, I think me, I've been responsible for all three. Let me. Tweet, I'm pretty sure everybody <laughs> has gone through it. Where it's like, well, where are you going to do? This? All right, watch. All right, watch, I've watch, probably watch. done all three of those because it's one of those, it's one of those situations to where you have an option to whether you want to deal with it the mature way, mm-hmm. talk it out, say something, or not say something. Right. You know, or go or go about it the passive way, or you go about it the vindictive way. Petty way, right? Where <laughs> somebody says something and you just kind of like, all right, well, you know, this is exactly why this happens to this person, or don't worry, this is they're, they're gonna get what they deserve. Mm. And I hope when they say when, when people say that, you know, they say it as if karma does not work both ways. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one my that's one of my pin that's my pinned tweet. Right. My pinned tweet is like people do realize as if you do realize that karma works both ways, right? Right. For some reason, people say, "Oh, karma gonna get them. Karma gonna. I'm not gonna do it because I believe in karma." Well, mm-hmm. yeah, karma don't come with a negative connotation all the time. Right. That's not. That's not how it is. Karma is literally the spiritual version of science. Right. Every what, 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 was that Newton's first law? Second. Second. Yeah. And the second law, right? Everything mm-hmm. has an everything with that has an action and obviously an equal reaction. Mm-hmm. That. I don't know why people feel that, like, if you, all right, so if I throw shit at somebody, <laughs> they might throw a flower at me, maybe. Right. <laughs> or, how most black kids are, you know, are taught to raise, if he punches you, you punch him harder. Right. Which is exactly why we have this uh, dynamic within our community as of right now. Right. Unfortunately. But, yes, we could talk about it. You can talk about it, you can be passive about it, or be vindictive about it. I mean, if you've been on all three, it's probably been in three different stages of your life. <laughs> so nah. I, I hope that it didn't happen within the same week. Sometimes the same day, bro. Like, uh, Yo, but you got to understand also, it depends on who you're dealing with. Like, man, like some, some situation, like, like I say all the time, everything is circumstantial, man. You know? Okay. Sometimes you can arrive at things you wouldn't have arrived at if you really had a chance to sit down and just map it out. So, yeah, there have been times where I've been all three because I felt like, okay, maybe communicating with this nigga or this person or this woman is just not working. 
they not hearing me. Now I'm being passive. Okay, that's, you know, and then it gets to a point where it's like, okay, maybe there's a little bit of frustration. So you say a little sly remarks or jazz because maybe that's how the person fucking communicates. Like, sometimes you have to speak somebody else's language, and that's the fucked up part about it. Is that is that keeping energy? To an extent, yes. So, so, in so. A, in a way, it wouldn't be. Because, like, I'm, in a way, yes. You want to understand the other person, right. and you want the other person to understand you. Sometimes you got to fucking translate, bro. No, of course. I'm not saying you don't. It's, it's one of those things where, and I, I know it's going to sound like I'm, like, towing the line here, but you, you have to, and when it comes to life, you can't be so black and white. Right. People are so hell-bent on being black and white. Yo, either you with me or you against me. Oh, he talking to you about this. No, no, no. How do you know that I'm not doing this? For you, right? How do you know? You don't know. People don't understand intention sometimes, right. and also, we do know that the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? So there's times where you you mean well, but the outcome isn't always what you wanted it to be. Right. So, say somebody was talking down on you, that doesn't mean the next time you see them, you talk down on them, right? Because then all that's going to do is going to cause the other person to just react. Because mm-hmm. they're not going to see that they they're not going to see that they've done it. Right. They're going to just see you doing it. So now, when you thought they were already talking down on you, who knows? They might drag you to hell now. Right. <laughs> you want to get this low? We can go low. Right. Like, I remember we had the conversation the other day when you mm-hmm. said that the, the, the dude at the restaurant told you something. Mm-hmm. And I said I don't. Want, and I say this all the time because a lot of people. Nah, and I said I wasn't gonna call in. And no, but you know. but what? But remember what I was talking with when me and when me and Danny were saying. Right, 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 right. I was like, yo, there's times where if I have to curse somebody out, mm-hmm. oh, it's bad. Right. Like <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but the situation don't always. Cause look, for example, like take that situation, right? If I would have done that, I probably would have felt better that night, and I probably would have never gone back there. But today, when I went back there, he apologized and explained why, he, you know, he had that type of attitude. So right. You never really know, you know? Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Which is why I don't always... They say More often t- than not, it's better to take the high road. Of course. And you take the high road, it may be a little out of the way, but it's always right. worth it in the end. Yeah. And it's like sure. the scenic route. Yeah. I got bars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, nah, that's real though. Is I got a bar now, and it's a simple one. But Drake said, "A wise man once said nothing at all." Mm-hmm. That's some of the realest advice ever. That's true. <laughs> hey, yo, like I mean, it, it hit you a Why little you more as you get older. Why you want to get older? Running for false. A wise man once said nothing at all. Right. That shit hit you as you get older, but that's some good ass advice, man. Mhm. You know. That's the problem with a lot of advice you get when you're younger, though. You're never gonna realize it until it's. You're in either it's time deep to apply in this shit. No. Until it's time to apply. I wouldn't say necessarily because you won't. I, there's been plenty of times where I've heard, I've been told something in foresight. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, mm-hmm. after what took place mm-hmm. is what I realized. Oh, okay. I so, got like, you know, perfect perfect example. When I went, to, I went to, well, we all know right now, I've been to Delaware State University. That mm-hmm. was a school I went to, you know, where both me and Kenny attended. Right. I went to Delaware State for two years. My sophomore, my, my freshman and my sophomore year. Right. My sophomore year, my great-grandmother had gotten a stroke. Mm. So I'm going through the whole, and this is the top of the semester. So this is what, what this is the winter semester. Right after, right before the winter break happened. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And right before I came back, I should say. And she had gotten a stroke. And I was so, like, I was so uh, Distraught. disheveled. Yeah. I was like, damn, you know, I, and it's because she's, like, one of the people that helped, you know, that helped raise me. So I'm I'm always calling. I'm calling my mom. I'm calling. Now, mind you, Delaware is only three hours away. Retrospect, three and a half, depending on traffic, but three hours away. Two two and a half no, if you got the V8. It's three hours away. Two and a half if you got the V8. It is three hours away. Two and a half with the V8. I've done it. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, you did it three ten in the morning going 117 <laughs> miles an exactly. hour. Exactly. So, so I'm not that far from home. <laughs> so every time, I, every Saturday, I mean, I'm sitting there calling my mom. Hey, mom, you know, can I, can, uh, how, you know, how's me and my doing? How's she doing? Is she doing okay? Is everything fine? She's like, yeah, don't worry about it. So in retrospect, she's telling me not to worry about it, you know? Obviously... She wants me to focus on school. Mm-hmm. But my mind is elsewhere. Right. My mind is focused on how the health of my great-grandmother. Now, when and, and the reason why I'm saying I'm sharing the story is because I ended up put, being put on academic suspension on, a year, on basically my year coming back from my junior year, which, which ultimately didn't allow me to go back to Delaware State University. Right. I could have gone back, but there's a bunch of other... Extenuating circumstances that, you know, that also aided me in not going right. or prevented me from not going. But it, ultimately, I was put on, on academic suspension because my mind wasn't at, at school. I wasn't doing all of my work. I did some of the work that I felt like doing. I was constantly thinking about my great-grandmother and how she was doing, how my mom and my grandmother were doing, and trying to, you know, work around taking care of her mm-hmm. because... You know, a stroke is no joke, especially when when you you when a eighty seven year old woman has a stroke mm-hmm. at eighty seven or something like that. That's a very <laughs> it's a very late age, right? To have a stroke, so all the time, you know, I was just so thrown off. And even though they were telling me, you know, back to the point, it's just like even though they were telling me not to worry about it, it wasn't more so just not to not for me to worry exactly but it was it was to tell me you know you need to focus on what it is that you're doing in essence you know she, i'm not saying give up on her she was not saying give up on her or nothing like that she but and also you have to live your life who knows who, who knows if i pop let's just say i actually graduated right now I, I was able to do something out of delaware State university where i was able to Running, run across somebody that had some kind of cure or some kind of money to help prolong or even help aid in my, you know, in my great grandmother's recovery this whole time. I never knew. I would never know. But I was so wrapped on focusing on how I could help her, how I could, or how I'm going to help somebody when I'm three states away. Uh-huh. How? <laughs> there's no way, there's nothing, there's literally nothing I could do. Besides talk to her every now and then over the phone, and that didn't always work out. Right. Because the, the stroke ended up leading to dementia and so on and so forth. You know, she ultimately passed away in 2015. But all this was going around, all this was going on in 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in retrospect, you want to be able to apply what you learn when people tell you about it, rather than understanding what the person meant afterwards. When, after the fact. 
Yeah. Which is which is more so what ends up happening. People right. end up, you know, retroactively realizing what's going on opposed to, you know, doing it on you know, hands on. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Sorry, we have no ice or any uh, alcohol today. But shouts out to essential water. Yeah, we're on a cleanse. For now. Yeah. Some good water, by the way. That probably sounds crazy. I'm sorry. Phone, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, I just finished the bottle. I'm sorry. Fuck it. But yeah, man. All right, well. So that's 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 Murphy's Law. You ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing else to say? Nah. I said it. I, I, said I feel too like much. I said my piece. No, no, no. You elaborated on it perfectly. It's not much for me to really. Nah, everything was concise. You know, it's not really much for me to add to it. Okay. Um, we got the, the outlet, outlet pass. pass. Yeah. Moving on to the outlet pass. Uh, positionless basketball. Hey. How do we feel about it? Well, it's happening. It's, it's been happening for the past five years now, officially. Right. Really. You know, I th- started with the Warriors. I think it's also more able to be happening because of the athleticism, the change in athleticism of people who play the sport over time. You know what I'm saying? Like, people just bigger, faster, stronger. So, you know, whereas a nigga now who's a point guard, he probably would have been a small forward or like a – a power forward back in the day. No, okay, it's a, it's a stretch, but like back in the day. I mean, like nineteen sixty, nineteen. Uh, you know, yeah, it's way back when. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like people's bodies and athleticism is changing, so that that also is attributing to positionless basketball. Even though the height of the center really hasn't moved in sixty years. But you get my but point. I understand though. what you're saying. I know what yeah. you're saying. Elgin Baylor was six foot five. Right, and he played power forward. There you go. Yeah. Even though Charles Barkley is about the same height, six foot six, right. also played power forward. But then again, that's this. These are just people and you know dots in, in history. Yeah, I'm talking about like the but, general, like you know. No, of course. All right. Well, positionless basketball. I, I believe it also started in the late two thousand, in the early two thousands, yeah. like slowly because it was also the adaptation of the different types of player. You mm-hmm. had it went from being the pure point guard, the pure shooting guard, the pure small forward, power forward, center. To now, you have a point guard that's a shooting guard, or mm-hmm. a point guard that can have a that that is a shooting guard, or you know what you call those combo guards, guys that are like point guards but can also shoot like shooting guards. Then you have swingmen. Swingmen are basically anywhere that can play the two and the three. Mm-hmm. They're they're nice. They're athletic as hell, and can still shoot. Then they play off the wing. Right. They call them swingmen. The next one would be the, the your stretch big, well the stretch big, which or a tweener, which is somewhere between the the, the three and the four, the small forward and the power forward, where you you have the athletic you have the athletic the athletic ability of a small forward, but the strength of a power forward, mm-hmm. and then you also have the, now you have the stretch big, mm-hmm. which is basically and I think I had said that by accident, but the, but the stretch big now, which is any, anywhere between the power forward and the center. And it creates this uh, dynamic, right? To where you could either you rebound, you have the strength and rebounding capability of a power forward, but you have also the defensive capabilities of a, of a center, right? Or the, or the height of the center, 
Mm-hmm. So that's where this also happens. You have a lot of players that have now gelled into these dual archetypes per se. Right. You know, 2K reference, but you you know you move into these dual archetype situations where everybody is good at multiple things rather than just being good at one thing. Right. And that's that's where I believe the positionless basketball takes off. Well, that sums that up. <laughs> nah, I'm just like. Well, I mean, well, how do you feel? What else it? can you say after that? Because like, other ways that you could. How do you feel about it? Do you feel like we should go? Uh, people should go back to what it is, or should have nah. somewhat of a healthy balance between the two? If, do you feel like if, it should only be positionless basketball from now on? Like, no, I'm. Whatever you're good at, whatever you can be good at, do that. If the maximization of your potential on a basketball court requires you to play this position and this position at a high frequency, then do that. I can't be against positionless basketball when my favorite player plays several different positions, if if need be. You know, you know what I'm saying. Like I can't be against it. So well, that's I'm more all for uti- it. That's more of a utility kind of thing. That, that's not necessarily of a positionless, and at least in his regard. Well, I'm just saying. Same thing with with with, with Jordan and, and right. Know, so th- there's something also time where there are players that are like utility players, like mm-hmm. just what Jordan would call himself. Well, like, I'm not against it. Interview. I'm I'm if anything I'm more pro. Then, pro position then, in the basketball. Yeah, I don't have nothing against it, you know? Yeah. I don't like when, when, when people do more than one thing and they're not really good at either one of them. That I don't like. Like, for example, and this is no shot at him because I think he's amazing, but I really need AD to play more like a big man sometimes. Like, if he's going to be a power forward, then let him be a power forward. If he want to play like a guard, let him play like a guard because he's fantastic at that. I have no issue with him shooting the ball the whole night. But if you're going to position yourself in the hole, you got to play like that. You have to. That's the only downfall I see about the positionless basketball situation. It takes people out of position. It does. And mm-hmm. I don't like that. No because No, nah, because, like, I feel like it's detrimental to the team sometimes. You know? Oh, yeah. When you when you start taking the – all right. Well, I think what it, what it really is is that is people have been taken out of the element. Mm-hmm. Like, people like uh, – well, the newest – I should say the newest – Example would be like uh, Nikolai Vucevic down in Orlando. You have Nikolai uh, Jokic mm-hmm. over in um, in Denver. Yeah. Demarcus Cousins, Joel Embiid. These are all centers. Right. But since Demarcus is a little undersized, he can kind of play both the role of power forward and center. And Jokic plays more like AD. And he Jokic, doesn't really play inside like that. No, Jokic does. Jokic, well, Jokic plays more of a guard role. That's what I'm saying. But he does not. He is way more of a guard than AD. Okay. But that's just how it sets up. Even Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is like the size of a power forward, but he's fast. He can mm-hmm. move. He mm-hmm. actually brings the ball up the court. Mm-hmm. He actually run. He runs more of the. Like I said, he runs more like a guard. Right. But it's not gonna. Nothing stops him from staying in the paint for the majority of the game. Right. You know, AD seems like he's a little too... Uh, Relaxed. Comfort, comfortable. Complacent. That too. <laughs> <laughs> More so complacent about playing on the perimeter. You know, unlike Vucevic, who would like... You, you see, it's different when you add to your game. No, nigga, unlike Harold or Harrell, no. however you pronounce his name. No, Mantra's Harrell. That's how AD should be playing, though. But, but, AD should be playing like that, too. But he but he doesn't. He's never really played like he that. He has, though. It, but it's, it's it's in sparks. And yeah, it's but rare. That's, but that's what I'm saying. Mantra, see, it's different when I got this... When I was getting to my point, there's a difference between getting 
to your spots or get sorry, not getting to your spots, improving your game and adding to your game opposed to changing your game. Right. You see people like Vucevic in Orlando, mm-hmm. he's all he's normally a back to the basket guy. Give me the ball on the block, one Don't dribble, stop. two dribble, yeah. Back to the basket, but you know, back to the basket, back you down, one mm-hmm. dribble, two dribble, hook shot. Mm-hmm. You know, drop step, dunk the ball, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Recently, or, you know, set the pick and, and you know, roll to the basket. Mm-hmm. But now, if you see how Vucevic is playing, he's one of the, what, I think he had a high, he was shooting a really high clip from three not too long ago. Right. And this just started happening over the past two, three years. Mm-hmm. He's been in the league for about almost nine years now. Right. So, you got people like him that's, you know, oh, I can sit now I can pick and pop. Now you got teams that that like oh I'm adding to the game, but I'm still I'm still knowing if I want a bucket I know where I gotta go. Right. No matter where I'm always gonna end up in the paint. That's home. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you know with, with Jokic. Jokic shoots hook shots and stuff like that, but his the offense that he's in allows him to shoot threes, allows him to be a little bit more position fluid, if you will. You know, in this new, you know. I guess liquid game of basketball, right? And, and it's like that's the reason why people like LeBron can play point guard, or people like how Julius Randle's bringing the ball to the court, court because people, the coaches are starting to realize that I need to give my players more freedom to do what it is that that's they can do. That's what I was do. gonna say. When you watch basketball now versus watching it in 1990, it looks more like a pickup game at the park than it does organized basketball because of all the positionless basketball. Okay, AU game. Yes. Am I against it? No, but I do think that it it has its pros. But I do think you know you need to reincorporate a little bit of what things used to be too. That's just that's how I feel about it. But I I do feel like Like don't let don't let the game get too far away from itself is what I'm saying. You know. I but I feel like the reason why that happened is because of the evolution of the player. But that's nigga, we saying the same thing. No, I know. But but I'm saying is I feel like that's why it happened. You think so? I don't think it was like a willingness, a willingly. You know, one thing that was thing that was done, because, mm. all right. So, just to just to give you a, a little a little insight here, 1989. Oh, sorry, 1988. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, and was uh, John Paxson got hurt. Mm-hmm. John Paxson got hurt, so Doug Collins had to move Jordan to point guard. Right. So now we all know this is also Michael Jordan coming off scoring 37 points a game. Right. The the season before. He starts the he starts off the nineteen eighty eight season, the eighty seven eighty eight season at point guard. Right. You imagine having somebody that can drop forty in the backcourt. Dude had a, he almost had a triple double in the first quarter one game. Right. Which is kind of ridiculous. Now yeah, you that's he's out of control. but he's going against also you got to remember at the time, him playing point guard he's going against other smaller point guards. Right. That are that are not as skilled as him. You got people like Mark Price, who was actually really dope, a very underrated player. Then I never even realized this how much un, how underrated Mark Price was back in the day. You know, look him up. He actually looks like he was playing. He belongs in today's game back then. But you know, you're going against people like Steve Kerr, Mark Price, uh, who are the uh, uh, Mark Jackson, you know, Greg Anthony. A lot of these, or you know, a lot of these younger players. Shorter players. Uh-huh. Michael six six. Right. Not only can I pull up and I'm faster than you, I could jump higher than you. I'm quicker than you. I'm taller than you. I'm I'm bigger than you. Uh-huh. So now you know. Fast forward to where the actual 
like height of the league has actually changed, not just the center position, but the height of the league has changed. Now you have people like Lonzo Ball, who is a point guard mm-hmm. at six foot six. Mm-hmm. You got D'Angelo Russell, who is a combo guard who could shoot, you know, who's and could pass the ball at six foot five. Mm-hmm. You got Zach Levine, who is also one of those guys as a point guard, shooting guard, who's also six foot six. Mm-hmm. And you got a bunch of these tall players that can handle the rock. So you don't, you don't, you don't have a lot of players like Chris Paul and Rajon Rondo and Kyle Lowry, who, or you know, this the the last the cutoff is basically Steph and Kyrie. Right. The, everything, everybody else, you know, Steph, Kyrie, and, and, and Damian Lillard. All of them, all of those guys are six foot three. But you know, Russell Westbrook, uh, John Wall, Lonzo Ball, the Mellow Ball, you know, Jordan Clarkson, even D'Angelo Russell. All these guys are like six four and up, right. six five and up. Mm-hmm. So this takes, you know, this. It's the, it's the. I believe it's more so the adaptation of the game and how how people have actually changed. Right. And their actual, you know, in their makeup. Shoot, you got Giannis is six foot eleven. You know what I'm saying? What, what, what is the reason of a six foot eleven dude playing the three? <laughs> right. Come on, son. Or the four. You want me to be technical? He's playing the four now. Right. But Kevin Durant, same thing. He's six foot ten mm-hmm. with a seven four wingspan. Right. Why? Yeah. Is he playing the three? Anthony Davis, six foot ten, could play the three. The four or the five. You see that, right? You know, LeBron, James Harden, six foot five, uh-huh. two hundred thirty pounds. Uh-huh. One or the two, possibly even the three. You know what I'm saying? People like Victor Oladipo, like uh-huh. all these people. These are all players that are short or that have been or that are ha- have measurements like their their wingspan, their hands, their hand size. Their vertical, their speed, all that stuff has all changed and, and and evolved over the years, which I think attributes to their being positionless basketball. And I don't think it I don't think it was purposely done. I think it just ha- it just happened that way. Yeah. All right, I agree. So I, I'm not saying nothing else. So I feel like that, that's about it. <laughs> nah, I agree I, with you. I've rambled too much. I hit my. Nah, but in my it's head. it's not rambling though. If you're making good points and it's good context and it's good information, then. Say it. There's nothing else to say after no, that. I'm not, I got, no, I'm not. I, I, I literally exhausted all of my information. Yo, at the end of the day, people look different. People are grown differently. People are raised differently. So, of course, in the sport, people are going to look different. The athleticism is going to be different. The integrity of the sport is going to change a little bit. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Okay. Yeah. So now... Oh, that's, that's my baseball bottle. Yeah. Oh, what drink did I have today? I forgot. At the bottom. Let's see. What is that here? What is that? We got to try that, by the way. We haven't had it yet. You named it Princess Peach No Mario. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the Peach Crown Royal, Royal, right? Peach Royal, Peach Snaps. Yeah, right, the Peach Crown yeah. Royal with the Peach Snaps. Right. So, yeah, two... two be, all right, this is baseball bartender. We got two parts of the Peach Whiskey... Or the peach uh crown royal. I believe they're back for like good. Fire. I heard I heard that there was you know, before it was like a seasonal release thing. Yeah. I think they're back for good now. Right. So you got the peach whiskey, I'm about to cop that tomorrow, by the way. We're supposed to be on a cleanse, bro. I said I'm copying it. I didn't say I'm drinking it tomorrow. Okay. So Saturday is opening up though. 
That'd be a week's cleanse for me. Okay. Okay. Some peach snaps. One set of peach snaps. Another part is uh, Sprite. And there that's the Princess Peach. No Mario. There you go. I like it. Sounds good, man. I like it. It's a good episode. Yeah. A lot of information, a lot of insight. And I didn't have to walk away this time. Right. I actually truly didn't have to walk away this time. Right. And I'm very happy. Because I'm tired. I don't feel like arguing tonight. Good. But next time I'm going to make sure I got energy. And you going to make me walk away? Yes. It's a must. I feel like the episode's not complete until you storm the fuck off. It's like a part of the mantra now. But we can end this one on a high note, though. Of course. You know, because we want to make sure we vibrate at a high frequency. You see? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, we good, we good. Trying to mock me on some shit. Nah, we good, man. We died, yo. That's it. That's it. But no, we are going to get the number um, incorporated for the next couple episodes in the website as well. And there will be merch on the website. Everything will be announced Friday. The hoodie's on the way. Yeah. (laughs) But that's it, though. You got anything else? Nah. You can't have anything else. You talk for an hour. All right, see. (laughs) 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 (